I guess it depends. I mean, like you said, if you're in a super artifact heavy deck, then that yeah, obviously that makes sense. Like this is definitely a card that you would put in Urza. Oh, it's going in there. <laughs> you should you should build your deck, Dave, where every single card has Urza or a picture of Urza somewhere on it. Urza Tribal? Yeah. I can get there. Not even Urza Tribal, like Urza Mega Tribal. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Casual Commander. I'm Chris. I'm David. And as you guys can tell, once again, Tim has abandoned us in his pursuit to, you know, improve his career. I I don't know what, what is that? I don't know what, what he's think? doing. The man's out there getting a quote unquote job, you know? And so I decided I'd bring back Dave. So thank you, Dave, for joining us again, our perennial Tim's not here. Dave, I need your help. No problem. <laughs> and uh, this week we're actually going to be looking at Brothers War, the main set, uh, which I think at time of release will have um, will be in the middle of the pre-release weekend. So hopefully some of the things we're talking about in this episode actually turn out to be good advice. Who knows? But I digress. So... We decided that we're just going to do our standard, you know, Dave picked his favorite eight cards, I picked my favorite eight cards, we are going head-to-head in the bracket to see which of these cards is the best from the set, in our humble opinions. Obviously, we have no idea what we're talking about. Not at all. And I gotta say, Dave, like, looking through these cards, we, we talked about this a little bit before we started the recording, but it really, like, this set, I don't really see many cards in here that are going to be major commander cards. Nope. It was kind of difficult to uh, to get eight. Yeah, like, I was sitting here looking at this being like, this is good and limited, this is good and limited, this is good and constructed. But none of them actually really, like, there are a couple, don't get me wrong, but not many for commander. In fact, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but some of the cards that we picked are actually cards that aren't even supposed to be in the main set. They were just tossed in, kind of like the Umbris, right? That was just tossed in to give some love to other colors. It's like, what, at least two cards? Yeah, at least two of the 16 cards. Which is, because the the Commander Precons didn't have any green. And so they were like, you know what, let's throw some fun cards in. And of course, they made some very good cards in it. But we'll get to that one. Uh, In... I guess what we normally do with these is kind of talk a little bit about some of the the new mechanics that we're going to see. So why don't we why don't we do that, Dave? Oh, that sounds good. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, returning mechanics for this set, we are getting meld back. It's been a while since we've had a meld. Oh, and when was the last time? I honestly don't. Maybe. Uh, you know what? Was it a uh, Innistrad? I think it the... was. I think it was Innistrad. Innistrad. No, because yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Giselda, and then the rats. Because there was like a there's common, a me- there was a common meld or something like that. I don't remember, but I think you were right where it was in Estrad. But yeah, we're getting we're getting three melds. We're getting Urza, Mishra, and uh, Titania. We're all melds, which yeah. honestly makes sense for who the melds are. Um, anyone who doesn't know, basically, if you there's conditions, basically, you need to have two cards out. So, for example, Urza. 
if you have Urza out and the Meek Stone and Power Stone, then he gets to meld into essentially Urza's plain walker form. I mean, the flavor is incredibly on point. Absolutely. It's, I mean, his, his Planeswalker card is amazing, right? But how often are you... Think think about it this way. Like, in a limited environment, sure, you're going to curve into Urza. It's going to be amazing. But in a commander format, unless you're playing Urza as your commander, which honestly isn't that bad. I mean, he's not a bad commander as himself. And we can talk about him a little bit. But... Like, I don't know. I just... <sighs> yeah, you would have to... The only way you would reliably do it is to tutor for the other piece. Or tutor for both pieces. Absolutely. Like, you're building a one-shot deck to get Urza. Which... But I mean, even in Limited, what are the chances of you opening both cards? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely, right? I mean... I know I'm going to open an Urza and the Meek Stone Power Stone in the first pack. That's just what's going to happen, Dave. Like, I mean, for real. you always open good cards, so That's I right. would not doubt that. Exactly. So, so yeah, we're getting meld back. We are also getting... Uh, so, this is kind of a new mechanic. This isn't a new mechanic. We kind of got a little hint of it in the previous, um, the previous set, Dominaria United, and those are the Power Stones. There's a lot of Power Stone generation in this one, but basically the Power Stone... It's kind of like a worse, uh, almost like a worse soul ring. It's a artifact token that has tap, add, colorless. This mana can't be spent to cast a non-artifact spell. So you can use it for uh, a, like like uh, activated abilities. You can use it, obviously, for artifacts. You can use it. There's a lot of artifact creatures in this set. So it's great for ramping, great for sacrificing artifacts if you have any cards that you may need to do that with. But that's that's the mechanic of this set. There was a couple I know, like, um, uh, oh geez, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Karn made Power Stones from Dominaria United, but there's a lot more in this one. Yeah, I liked how the speculation was it would become really good, and now he he's still terrible. <laughs> exactly. We are also getting a lot of soldier tribal support in this set, which I think is really neat. Uh, so tons of soldier cards. So if anybody who likes soldiers out there, this is a great set for you. Last but not least, the main new mechanic that I'm actually super excited about, and I think there's a lot of interest, at least I have a lot of interest in this one, is prototype. What do you think about the prototype mechanic? I I like it, and I like how for almost the majority of the cards, they made sure it was fixed for uh, blinking. Except for one card. Except for the one. But the rest, they built in protections against that, and fantastic. It's exactly what it should be. Exactly, yeah. So, essentially, Prototype is an alternate casting card for, for a creature. So, in our case, let's look at the card like uh, Autonomous Assembler. For five mana, you get a four or five artifact creature, Assembly Worker, with Vigilance. One in tap, put a plus one, plus one counter on target Assembly Worker you control. On top of that, it also has the prototype ability, which reads, you may cast this spell with different mana cost, color, and size. It keeps the, its abilities and types, and it's got a casting cost of 1 in white and 2-2. Two, two. So essentially, you can cast it for 5 for a 4-5, or you can cast it for 1 in a white for a 2-2, two, two, 
but it keeps the same vigilance and activated abilities. So like Dave was saying, a lot of them you could probably flicker and it returns as it's 4-5, which would be huge, you know? And there's one of the ones that's on our list that we're going to talk about, and you'll you'll see why we think that's going to be really big. But again, it kind of ties into the whole, is this going to be good for Commander? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have a lot of fun with it in Limited. I can't wait to put out a giant, like, 10-10 robot beast. But, you know, it's hard. It, it's, uh, I don't know. They all seem a little overcosted, which I get because, you know, they're big ass they robots. Yeah, they're big ass robots with options. Right. But that won't custom, cut the mustard in the commander. Won't cut the mustard. That's a new one. You've never heard that? Never heard that. It's a very popular thing. Maybe to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I overall, Dave initial review of the set i think flavorfully it's huge i think we're actually getting some really good reprints in this set as well i'm just i don't think this is going to make a big splashing commander like we're saying and that's fine not every set needs to be commander oriented in fact i think it's bad for the game as a whole if every set would be commander oriented but it definitely will it definitely seems great for limited i think like this is going to be an absolute blast. I'm kind of excited to play this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot wait for pre-release, which is happening at the time of us talking about it. So, I don't know. Uh, what do you say we... I really don't have too much more to say on it. I, I, You know what? Before we get into our rankings, one thing that they are doing, which I am really a fan of, they are essentially doing what they did in Strixhaven for this... the the What do they call them? What slot was that? The Mystical Archives. Archives. Yeah, Mystical Archives. They're doing that in this set, except it's for artifacts. And they are printing some very needed cards that are, you know, artifacts. So, for example, cards like Aetherflux Reservoir is getting reprinted. Mox... Helm of the Host. Helm of the Host. Mox Amber is getting reprinted. Mesmeric Orb, that was getting pricey. Yep. Howling Mine. Even Howling Mine is getting... I know that's not that pricey, but it's still a sweet card. Chromatic Lantern. Like, a card like Chromatic Lantern should not be a $10, $15 card. No. And I, for it being a three-mana uh, mana rock, it's fantastic. It absolutely I love that is. Decks. It really is. You know, there's tons. Sword of the Meek, Swiftfoot Boots, Staff of Dom is in here. They did upshift Staff of Dom to Mythic, so I don't know how I feel about that, but, you know, I digress. Worm uh, Coil Engine is in here. That's a pricey one. That is Mystic a pricey Forge card. Is getting up there. Mystic Forge, really. Again, that's another card that is like, holy crap, why is this a $10, $15 card? Unwinding Clock. That I think that was up to like 20 bucks. Was it really? At least the last time I looked. It may have been reprinted since the last time I looked at it. Mm-hmm. I know it was getting up there. Yeah, but the but news I can't is... think if it's been yeah. reprinted. Knowing my luck, though, I'm going to open 16 Icker Wellsprings. Well, he'll do great in limited, though. Yeah. And they even upshifted Icker Wellspring to uncommon. <laughs> so my popper will look great, but yeah, no, I'm I'm very happy with these. I, I I think things like this are good for the game. I I really do. I I I I feel like obviously these cards are sought after cards, at least the the, the good ones, and obviously they're gonna have to, 
you're not going to get 16 Altar of Dementias in your box, you know what I mean? But just by having the cards increases the volume of them. And which would theoretically some, drive the price down. Well, that's the I think that's some of the things like I think the problem with Chromatic Lantern is the supply like I'm trying to think of like Staff of Domination for a long time was extremely expensive. Because it was after only printed the, like once. Right. After the reprint in Double Masters, it's like a dollar now. Mm-hmm. Like it's some of these cards that are good in niche really come down and become affordable once they do stuff like this. Exactly. And I think a lot of the cards that you're seeing here, like a lot of these artifacts, are pretty pretty popular commander staples. Right? Like Mox Amber. That's a commander staple. You don't see many Mox Ambers in other formats. Well, I don't know about that one. I mean, what, what, what modern, maybe legacy? You don't see Mox Ambers in standard. What was that very popular modern deck? Wurza? That actually uh, was there, yeah. Were there Mox Ambers in that one? Yep. Okay. So the one the one <laughs> deck, any other, any other deck, you're not seeing many. So, yeah. I'm I'm happy with this. I'm excited for these. I think this is a great a great include. And I'm glad I I wish they did stuff like this more often. It's interesting though, right? With these showcase frames, these these blueprint frames and the list if you bought if you if you're getting set boosters it's almost like half the cards in the box are not even cards from this set you know what i mean uh and then you got to <laughs> include the transformers cards in the oh that's boosters. right the transformers cards i know a lot of people are upset about the transformers cards but i mean i i might be among them are you i mean look i grew up loving transformers I'm not too upset about it. I think it's a it's a clever use of them. I still think they should have they should have their default side should be the vehicle side. Yeah, but, I, I agreed with that. But I mean, we're not really going to talk about them. But I know it's one of those like you love them, you hate them. If you like Transformers, you like the cards. If you don't like Transformers, you're probably just like, why the heck are these in here? I, I will say this is probably one of the first sets in a while. I don't think I'm going to buy a bundle for. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, and <sighs> look at the Transformers cards as a huge Transformers child. You know, they're they're fine. Optimus Prime Hero is pretty cool. Megatron Tyrant is pretty cool. They actually, they, it's pretty interesting. They went to some, like, some deep cuts here. You know, like Prowl, Ratchet, and Slicer. These are not very common Transformers that you see. They're popular of the show, but I'm pretty sure Ratchet, like, he gets killed in the movie. He's like one of the first robots to go. Or one of the um, Autobots that goes. So it's interesting to see them. Yeah, because... Jazz, I want to say? Uh, uh, oh, jeez, what's his name? It's not Jazz. No, Jazz is okay. It's the the mechanic. The one that, like, fixes them all. I can't even remember. Oh, Ironside. Ironhide. Ironhide is the one that dies. In the, Ratchet and Ironhide are the two that die, like, immediately in the movie. Yeah, told you I know Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough about this. Let's get into the actual bracket. We're only, you know, 15 minutes into the episode already and haven't even talked about any of the cards. So, uh, before this, Dave and I put our... each We put each put our eight favorite cards into a bracket. The bracket's obviously going to be posted before and after when we're done. 
The points are made up. It doesn't matter. Basically, Dave and I are just going to argue over these cards until I say, too bad, I win. You know, just like how I do it with Tim. So are you ready, Dave? Oh, I'm, I'm ready. You ready to roll? Let me pull up the uh, pull up the cards here. All right. So the first one up is Urza's Command versus Surge Engine. Dave, would you like to read one of these? Which would you prefer to read, Dave? I think Urza's Command, I think they're both yours. So which one would you prefer to read? No, I think Surge Command is, Surge Engine is yours. Oh, that one is mine. Okay, Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. So many artifacts. I get them mixed up. Go ahead and read Urza's Command. I will read mine. So Urza's Command is two generic, blue, blue, instant, choose two. Creatures you don't control get minus two, minus zero until end of turn. Create a tap Power Stone. Create a tapped zero, zero colors construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. Or scry one, then draw a card. So, I mean, we have we have a cycle of the commands, and, Ish, and Urza's the only one that's at instant, which obviously makes sense. It's Urza. What would you be doing with this card, Dave? So that is... So absolutely, in an artifact deck, going to create a construct. Sure. Without a doubt. Sure, that's one. That's, but just that's the obvious powerful. one. But what about the other three? Of the three, which one would you prefer? So the minus two, minus zero is basically save yourself against an army of one ones so that's very rarely yeah. situational yeah, very very rarely be picked so it's really between create a tap power stone or scry one and draw a card honestly I, I, the card draw is better than the power stone it is but then again if you're an artifact deck the construct will be pretty big this just adds to it sure you give it's either give your construct plus one plus one or draw a card and honestly i'd rather draw a card i think most of the time i would scry one and draw a card yeah but i do think there's situations where you'd want to tap powers that's fair i guess it depends i mean like you said if you're in a super artifact heavy deck then that yeah obviously that makes sense like this is definitely a card that you would put in urza oh it's going in there <laughs> you should you should build your deck dave where every single card has urza or a picture of urza somewhere on it urza tribal yeah I can get that not even that. urza tribal like urza Mega tribal. <laughs> What's the uh, blind seer? Make sure that's in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's basically Urza. I mean, not actually not basically. That literally is Urza. So, yeah. I mean, that's a good card. I think of the commands, that one's probably the best for commander. I think the other ones are going to be amazing in limited. And you're going to hear me say that a lot. That this is going to be great in limited. But we're a commander podcast. <sighs> Dave, we should be casual limited. Are, are we starting a spinoff already? <laughs> no. I No. Look, my host already can't even show up to one episode. Like, jeez, come on. So Urza's Command is up against Surge Engine, which I actually am a fan of. I think it's an interesting card. Two mana for a 3-2 artifact creature construct. It has Defender. Then it, for one blue... Surge Engine loses Defender and gains this creature can't be blocked. Then, for 2 and a blue, Surge Engine becomes blue and has base power in Toughness 5-4. Activate only if Surge Engine doesn't have Defender. Then, for blue-blue, draw 3 cards. Activate only if Surge Engine is blue and only once. I mean, a 5-4 that can't be blocked for 2, 3, 6 mana... 
That's not bad. But it's not just six mana. Oh wait, actually. Yeah, literally, it's just six mana. All right, I thought <laughs> this said till end of turn. No, oh no, this is permanent. This is evolution, brother. Remember um, the Phyrexian Sleeper or whatever it was from last set, the one that evolved. This is basically yeah. Robot Evolve. Oh yeah, no, I like this a lot better though. Mm-hmm. There's a reason this one is mythic. Throw Brokos on top of it. Got myself a yeah. Uh... You, you got a f- yeah. Can't be blocked. Yeah, in Joel's cards. Absolutely, for only two mana. Heck yeah, I like this card. Honestly, I I see this being more because it also draws you cards, which for the almost the same. So basically, for two more mana, you have Urza's command, but with a five four body that can't be blocked and draw two more cards. I, I will say I was high on this card for limited and standard, but. Since realizing it, it's not till end of turn, it's permanent. I like it a lot more. Oh yeah, this is a great. This honestly, for artifact decks, you don't have anything else to do. You have infinite mana on turn four. What else are you gonna do? You might as well pump your surge engine. The question is, is it better than Urza's command? Yes, Urza's. So the problem with Urza's command is it's extremely defensive, right? You're not going to, I mean, think about it that way. Right? You're giving your things minus two, minus zero. It doesn't have any bounce. You can make a power stone. You can make a construct that can help block, or you draw a card, right? For two less mana, you can get a three, two with defender. I think that's, I think that surge engine is better. I, in my humble opinion, I think surge engine is better. I don't know. It's, it's a hard one for me. I can, I can see the benefits of both. Sure. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, so if I was looking at these two cards and I only had to put one in my artifact, deck, I only have a spot for one. You're going to put Urza's Command. Yeah. I, kn- I know you, right? I know you're going to put Urza's Command. But thinking about it from a Timmy's perspective, I'm going to want Surge Engine because I think there are cards that do what Urza's Command does, but better. Like, I would rather run, like, Sublime Epiphany or um, Cryptic Command than Urza's Command. You know what I mean? But the difference is those, like, Cryptic Command, Sublime Epiphany, I put those in the removal slot because they're basically counterspells with upside. Sure. Urza's Command wouldn't fill, wouldn't fall into that. So what, see, slot, the, what slot would that fill? See, Urza's Defense? Command can either be not so much card draw, but add to your synergy or ramp because technically tap power stone isn't great but technically it is ramp for a artifact deck i guess i mean i i don't think power stones are going to be as good as you think they are that's it's really hard to tell that's my opinion i i i I played the karn and I was not super impressed with Power Stones. If you have a lot of artifacts that have a ton of activated abilities, then sure, Power Stones are going to be pretty good. I just, the inner Timmy in me, obviously, sure. A, a, a artifact creature that doesn't do anything other than attack isn't, at the end of the day, good for a Johnny artifact combo deck. And, I, and I'll fully admit to that, right? But it does have that last clause, draw three cards. Granted, it takes a little bit of mana to get there, but drawing three cards is for six mana is not bad. No, that's that's quite on rate. Exactly. 
And you get a 5-4 body that can't be blocked. But I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I guess at the end of the day, if we're going to look at this purely from a what card is going to be in more commander decks, I guarantee Urza's command is going to be in more commander decks. But it's not going to be uh, that many commander decks. <laughs> I agree with that. Right. But I do think that the decks that Surge Engine is going to go into are going to get more uh, more benefit from having a Surge Engine than decks that'll have Urza's command put into them. It's just going to be really sad to pump, what is that, four, six mana into this to get it to the point where it can draw three cards, only to have it removed. Sure. But also, it's the same exact thing. You're going to make a Karn struct that's going to get removed, too. There's always room for more Karn structs. <laughs> There's always room to bring back Surge Engine. I don't know, Dave. You, it's you know, a tough you're, call. You're the it, guest, This one Dave. is actually a tough call. You're the guest. I'll let you pick. I'm going to go ahead and say you're going to say Urza's Command. So we're just going to go ahead and advance that. <laughs> we're just going to advance that one. Uh, next one up, I actually don't think this is a debate at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I hate to say this. I, <laughs> I don't think it's a debate at all. <laughs> uh, the, fir- <laughs> the first card is Awaken the Woods. X green green for sorcery. Create X one one green forest dryad land creature tokens. They are affected by summoning sickness. Um, what the hell is that? This makes me so happy. I'm so happy too, but also angry and. Uh, Dave, you don't need more ramp. For anyone who doesn't know, Dave can build two colors, green and blue. And every deck you have is basically land-based. I've got one or two that's not. That's why I said basically. (laughs) (laughs) How many copies of, like, of of Rampant Growth do you own now? Oh, man, they came out with a really nice alternative art of that. I bought so many. Uh, it's just this card's amazing, right? Like the only downside is obviously they're affected by summoning sickness, so you can't tap them for you can't tap them for land until the next until turn. the next turn. Uh, but that's fine because you're still literally just this is basically just make a crapload of tokens. It's just it it's a great this, card, and they dodge everything that says uh, destroy non-land permanent. Yeah, exactly. I think there's only been one other time in Magic's history, maybe a couple, but I think it's very limited where we've gotten token lands. I can only think of one in that test card. Uh, you know what? I think you're right. Actually, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. It's it was the 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 it was the mystery pack. Um, Horizons generator is that it? Something like that. Horizons something. Yeah, but it was one of the like mystery booster convention edition test cards. But still, could you imagine, like, literally, this is just, this card literally just says, double your mana. Right? And that, that's before you even get into the synergies. Yeah. Do you know how many synergies there are with, well, think about this, right? Think about how amazing this card is going to be in landfall decks. Oh, so good. Think about all of the land sacrificing that you can do. This, it fits into so many decks. It really does. And any deck that can go infinite mana... This could potentially be a finisher. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is going immediately into Wart. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tokens that are also forests that can tap for green. Yeah. Oh, man, I hope I get one of these. Anyway, what card is it losing to, Dave? <laughs> so it is losing to poor Hajar, loyal bodyguard. <laughs> so he is a very quality so one red one green legendary creature human soldier it's a three three that has sacrifice a jar legendary creatures you control get plus one plus zero and gain indestructible and a turn i would say it's kind of like uh what's that that dog card uh selfless savior that guy it's like that on a good body in the right colors for being aggressive I mean, this guy immediately goes into Sisei, Oops All Legends, right? This yep. immediately goes into Joda, Oops All Legends. Anything that is legendary creature-based, he's going in. And even then, like, it's not a bad card. Two mana for a 3-3 three, three that can save your commander? That's good. Yep. He's... <laughs> he really drew the shortest he drew... stick. <laughs> <laughs> he drew the shortest stick possible. I'm just going to go ahead and give Awake in the Woods, like, six points. Sorry. Hajar, loyal bodyguard, you could not defend against an army of forced dryads. Well, that one was quick. <laughs> we are we are bouncing all over the place on deciding how long this is going to take. Uh, next up, we have uh, this one's interesting, Dave. You want to read this one? I think this one was yours. So this one, I think, might be the standout of the set, in my opinion. For commander, not for commander, just in general. For other formats so it's a very it's phyrexian flesh scorcher it's a very expensive card at seven it's an artifact creature phyrexian worm it's got menace lifelink ward the ward is pay life equal to phyrexian flesh scorcher's power it's a seven five the part that gets tricky is it also has prototype for black black and one generic it comes in as a three three so this doesn't have the conditional text that some of the other ones do. So this can easily come down as a 3-3 three, three for 3 with Menace and Lifelink. And for an opponent to get rid of it, they have to pay 3 life. Then, if, yeah, yeah. if they try to get rid of it, you blink it, it's now a 7-5. With Menace, Lifelink, in that ward. Yeah, imagine having to pay... A, a white mana and seven life to swords to plowshares. Yep. And give your opponent seven life. It just <laughs> what a well oh my goodness that this card is great. This card, I mean, three three for three mana with menace and life link. That's not a bad rate. Nope. But, but this you, is yeah. another one that uh, is a good I rate. Would probably throw in Brokos. Absolutely. This... You this a hundred percent better be in Brokos. <laughs> There's a lot of commander decks that I think could take advantage of this on different levels. Oh, for sure. I don't know if there's any black-white blink decks, but this would be an all-star in it. Maybe. I, I mean, any deck that runs Ephemerate, this card is already incredible. Four mana get a 7-5 with Menace Lifelink. I'll take that rate any day. So it is up against what I think is the best meme card of the set. And that is over the top. This card, it's five red red for a sorcery. Each player reveals a number of cards from the top of their library equal to the number of non-land permanents they control. 
puts all permanents they've revealed this way onto the battlefield and puts the rest into their graveyard. That sounds fun. It's hilarious. Chaos. 100% chaos. I love this card. It's seven mana, so the likelihood of it actually being cast in a commander game is probably pretty low. This would be so much fun in, like, my cat dog deck. Token that running red would probably do pretty well with this. Oh, yeah. A goblin deck? This is huge for goblins. Oh, yeah. But again, it's seven mana. So, it's... Well, if you think about it, yes, seven mana is quite a lot. But, at the point you'd want to cast this, you would likely have the mana to do so. Sure. Because, like, how often are you going to want to cast this on turn, like, three or four? Uh, you probably you, don't have enough permanent. Have you ever played Cat point. Dog? I, I have. I have like six cats out by that turn. Doesn't matter. I the the problem obviously is it's each player. So I think the only time a commander deck is going to want to play a, a deck like this is if you're running cards that punish your opponents for playing things, almost like group hug or group slug or something like that. I, I could see that, but at the same time. I think you're fine with this as long as you're taking advantage of it way more than everyone else. Oh, sure. Like, like you would, you would like blasphemous act and then do this or something. Like give everything into sure. But then again, you're getting into like the 10, 12 mana range. If you're going to be doing that. Yeah. You know, it just sounds like a nightmare. So well, in- I, I also mean like goblin decks. If they oh, have sure. 20, 30 goblins and the other people have like three, three sure. non-land permanents, then as long it's- as you're taking advantage of it, more than everyone else i think you're fine exactly and it definitely is chaotic uh but in general though i think i gotta give this one to phyrexian flesh gorger it's just so good it is it's a limited bomb anyone who opened this in limited congratulations you guys won the tournament i'm really interested to see what that does in other formats i think you're gonna see i mean there already are blink decks that exist i know for a fact i'm pretty sure there's blink decks in modern so it's going to be really interesting. I bet that card makes a big splash in modern. That's the format or pioneer. Oh yeah, definitely pioneer. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big splash in those two formats. Next up, we have uh, this one's yours. You can read this one out. Ah, demolition field. So demolition field is a land. Taps are colorless. Uh, pay two mana. Tap it and sacrifice it. Destroy target non-basic land and opponent controls. That land's controller may search their library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield, and shuffle. You may search your library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield, and shuffle. All this is is a fixed field of ruin. And I'm always happy to have more non-basic land destruction in land slots in Commander. No, it's great. I mean, like you said, it's a fixed field of ruin. Because I don't know if everyone knows, but field of ruin says each player... So, like, in a commander, I blow up Dave's land. Every player at the table gets another land. So it's ramp for anyone who doesn't get their land blown up. But this one is just me and you. So I think, in general, it's just a fixed, a fixed land. It, I mean, I really have nothing else to say about it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's very simple. It's just a good land. A staple. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a good commander staple. It is up against Hostile Negotiations. This one's fun and also a mouthful. Three and a black for an instant. Exile the top three cards of your library in a face-down pile. Then exile the top three cards of your library in another face-down pile. Look at the cards in each pile, then turn a pile of your choice face up. 
an opponent chooses one of those piles. Put that pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. You lose three life. I love mind games like this. Is this card good? I mean, it's three mana. I mean, if you think about it this way, right? If you're running like uh, a Muldrotha or any kind of graveyard shenanigan deck, this is basically four mana draw six. At instant speed. At instant speed. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Three life, whatever. I'm paying life for a lot of stuff anyway. This card is actually pretty darn good, and I think you're going to see this in Commander. Plus the fact that you can really mess with your opponents. I like it. I like this card, uh, too. I think I think it gets by on the merits that it just... Ho- Demolition Field is good but boring. And hostile, <laughs> and hostile Negotiation just has a lot more interesting like game theory and fun stuff that you can pull with it, right? It's like Factor Fiction, except you're the one picking the Factor the Fiction. It's... It's a completely on rate, three cards for three life, for usually it's equal mana. Mm-hmm. So this is one more, but it's instant speed, and fantastic. You leave up some mana, opponent's end step, play this, draw some cards, untap, and start your turn. Yeah, I think it's good. Now the hard part. Which one's uh, better? Hostile like I, said, ne- I, host- I think I go with Hostile Negotiations. I'm going to go Hostile just because it's more fun. Yep. It's just a more fun card. Okay. All right, we're halfway through the first round, Dave. We're really crushing it. Ooh, that. All right. Next up, we have... Oh, I'll read this one because I think this one... Yeah, this one's one of mine. This is Legion to Ashes. One white black for a sorcery. Exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls and all tokens that player controls with the same name as that permanent. Great for token decks. Nothing really crazy to add here, you know? Oh, look, my opponent has 500 goblins. Now you have no goblins. And it's exile. Oh, wait, no, yeah, it's it's great for tokens. It's also really good for things like power stones, food, clues, treasures. I think the, the real bonus on this is that exile. The fact so that it's like- exile, yeah. Yeah, if you if you have to use it on something that's not a token, you're getting the benefit of it being exiled. Because mm-hmm. what's Vindicate? Is Vindicate destroy or exile? I think Vindicate is. Dest- I think I think Vindicate is destroy. I'm pretty sure it's destroy. But Vindicate is also an instant speed. No, Vindicate is the sorcery speed. Is it sorcery? Okay, maybe I'm thinking of another one. Yeah. The um, upside of Vindicate is it's permanent, not a non-land permanent. Oh right. Okay. So Legion's Ashes is basically just Vindicate with the Exile, not which is, you know, how many times am I destroying a land with Vindicate? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it, it's kind of wasteful, but sometimes exactly. you got to destroy that Gaia's Cradle. That's fair. I will always destroy Gaia's Cradle. What's it up against, Dave? It is up against the Staff of Titania. So which... this, this is one of the ones that was made specifically for Commander. Or, like, this is one of the ones that they're putting into the slot. So, this one is a two generic artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of forests you control. Whenever equipped creature attacks, create a 1 1 green forest triad land creature token. Equipped three. It just buffs itself. Yep. And I'm a very big fan of what is it? Sword of the Animist. 
basically the, the trigger same is thing. on attack, not the uh, damage, not on damage. Yep, I think Staff of Titania is a great card. I think, especially in any well, the problem like if I put this, this card is an immediate slot into Galea, like yep. no no questions whatsoever. The question, the other question is though, how many, maybe Ural? So you either want this in a mono green deck or a deck that you build with enough land tutors to find Yavi Maya. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of what decks this would go into. Obviously, Galea. Obviously, anything that, like you said, runs Yavi Maya. Uh, maybe, oh, geez, what's his name? Borborygmos? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, anything that's just green and you want to swing. Like, it's definitely a more of a niche card, but I think the decks it goes in, it's an absolute all-star. I Ramp think that's fair. Yeah. and buffing. Mm. Plus, you get the nice landfall with the Forest Dryad land creature token. They're making more. Honestly, this ranking, I like Legion to Ashes, but Staff of Titania is just more interesting. It's got a lot going on for it. It does, and I'm always a fan of equipment. Just, just straight up. All right, next up. Oh, this one's a fun one. I love this card. Next card up, we have Liberator, Urza's Battlethopter. I just, I love it. Three mana for a 1-2 legendary artifact creature Thopter. So here's your commander, people. It has flash, flying. You may cast colorless spells and artifact spells as though they had flash. Whenever you cast a spell, if the amount of mana spent to cast that spell is greater than the Liberator Urza's Battle Thopter's power, put a plus one, plus one counter on Liberator. The only reason, I mean, that's a fine, it's a fine artifact, Right, nothing crazy about it. The fact that it gives everything artifacts and colorless spells flash is huge. So if you're building a colorless deck, you know, let's flash in some flash in some Eldrazi or whatever. But the art is amazing. It's literally just a giant ship with Urza's face on it. A battle thopter. It's a battle thopter. So awesome. <laughs> it's not even a vehicle. There's no vehicles in this set, by the way. Oh, I didn't notice no, that. Yeah, no vehicle. I mean, it makes sense, right? There weren't vehicles back in the day. Right. But a battle thopter. It's huge. I just want to put swords on it so badly. <laughs> Here you go. You can make a you can make a colorless swords only deck. Oh, that would be funny. It would be so good. It'd be horrible. What's what's it up against, Dave? It is up against Misery's Shadow. Which is a one generic, one black creature shade. If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. One generic mana, misery shadow gets plus one plus one until end of turn, and it's a two two. This is just a lovely steep for commander, I think. For commander, I mean, definitely the top. For all intents and purposes, the top clause is really what's going to be the commander driver. Yep. The bottom one is great for literally every other format. I think Commander can get some use out of the bottom one as well. So I feel like that this would I would be much more excited by this card if it was a nightmare or a horror. Yes. It it's definitely lacking some creature types to it. Yeah. But I mean that's a great pump. This is gonna be a limited bomb. And again, we're tying back to the whole this is limited, this is limited, this is limited. This is a limited bomb. This is going to there's cards that people play now like Nantucko. The Nantucko husk is in shambles right now. Because that was 
I think whichever Nantucko I'm thinking of, I can't remember which one it is, but that one costs a black to pump it. This one's literally one generic mana to pump it. And with all the power stones? Ugh. Yeah. Oh, look, I got six power stones. He's an 8-8 now. Good luck. It's so insane. So at least my line of thinking for Commander, why I... Sometimes you just want to swing, and you have mana left over. Just throw it into this, or, you know, you got some Cabal Coffers. 2020. No why problem. not? Why not make him a 2020 and swing in? And it's great because, you know, he's, it's instant speed to bump him up so you can mess with your opponents. You know, Chris, I feel bad because this is like the ninth time I've said this. This is a fantastic Brokos card. That's great. No, honestly, if if you want to keep building Brokos, go for it, man. You know, I'm always a fan. You've heard me say it. Print more Mutate, you cowards. I want more Mutate. I love Mutate. I do too. It's now, a great mechanic. It really is. Now, the question. What's better? It's hard. It's a Battle Thopter, though. It's a Battle Thopter that also has that Flash Clause. However, Misery Shadow has opponent hate with the Exile. But it's a Thopter. Fine. Battle. Fine. We have Battle Thopter. God, we just had to pick the one with the longest name. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Tonos the Toymaker. I believe that's your guy, isn't This it? guy is mine. Three green-blue for a 3-5 human artificer. He's a legendary creature as well. Whenever you cast a beast or bird creature spell, you may copy it, except the copy is an artifact in addition to its other types. I mean, this guy's basically just... Um, oh, who was the... Who? Volos. Volos, that's his name. Yeah, this guy is basically just a more limited Volos. But it's nice because Volo says if you don't have, like, Volo says as long as you don't have something with that type, make a copy of it. This guy's literally, you cast a beast or a bird, copy it. So, there you go. You want to make a bunch of copies of beasts and birds. You want two birds of paradise. This guy's great. Yeah, I mean. I I really don't have much more to add. (laughs) He's a very straightforward, let's make some beasts, build some gem raisers. You know what? Let's make two gem raisers. And this is actually pretty good for Mutate, too. Because when you ca- when you use Mutate, it's a cast. Yeah, I was actually just going to look at that to make sure it said cast. Yeah, it does say cast. Yep. So now you can Mutate twice for one card. It's like they're printing all of this like Mutate support, but they won't print frickin' Mutate. Cowards. Cowards. <laughs> Who's it? What's it up against? So it's up against the Portal to Phyrexia, which... It is a very expensive artifact at 9 mana. When Portal of Phyrexia enters the battlefield, it's an artifact, by the way, each opponent sacrifices 3 creatures. At the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card from the graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. So Phyrexian, in addition to its other types. I love it. Let's keep this into play. I love it. Let's cheat it into play. This card's amazing. I mean, it's great if your opponents have 3 creatures. It's for free. It's just literally, I mean, like, come on. How hard is it really going to be to get to 9 mana, Dave? In my artifact deck? Turn 3. Yeah, exactly. But the problem is, I mean, the nice thing is, it's not, it's at the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card from a graveyard onto. So that can be your graveyard, that can be your opponent's graveyards. It could be anywhere. I love this card. Honestly, this is what I kind of was looking forward to more from the set. It's just big, dumb artifacts. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have big, dumb artifacts, but none of them are really super amazing. Yeah. I got to go Portal to Phyrexia. I don't even think there's a debate here. Tanos, I'm sorry. I know you like your toys, but 
Portal to Frexy is just way more fun as a card. Birds just won't get you there. I, honestly, look, the only way to get Portal to Frexia is two Birds of Paradise, Dave. That's <laughs> that's scientifically proven. <laughs> All right, this is the last one of round one, and I got to say, this is actually going to be kind of a tough one. I think I think it's not going to be tough because I'm I'll explain my reasoning. The first card up is Diabolic Intent. One uh, everyone should know what Diabolic Intent is. This is a reprint, but we wanted to say it because this is a great reprint. One out of black for a sorcery as an additional cost to cast this spell. Sack a creature, search your library for a card, put that card in your hand, then shuffle. It's just a Diabolic good tutor. tutor. Just a great tutor. Diabolic tutor. Demonic tutor. Demonic tutor. Demonic tutor. Yeah, it's demonic With tutor except for the sacrifice, which sometimes that's good. Sometimes you want to be sacrificing things. What's it up against? So I, I believe I picked Diabolic Intent and you picked the next one. Which, oh, did I read your card? Unfortunately, <laughs> I somehow forgot that this is in the yeah. set. And this is easily my favorite card of the set. So this is another one of those where it's Commander... It's like the alternate cards in this set designed for Commander, right? Similar yeah. to the Staff of Titania. And it's so this one is the Root Path Purifier. It is a three generic, one uh, green for a Elf Druid. Lands you control and land cards in your library are basic. It's a 3-4. So good. The pumpkin spice flows heavily with this Elf. So basically, Rampant Growth is now find any land. Yeah. Cultivate. Find any land. Yeah. Any two lands and put one into play. Yeah. Harrow. Sack a land to find two lands of whatever you want. So good. And what makes it even even better is Fable Passage and Prismatic Vista, the basic yep. land tutors that people forget about. Now tutor, tutor, tutor any, any land. land. Tutor any land. This card's, amazing. That. This card's amazing. Oh, hey, hey, sorry, Blood Moon. Oh, yeah, 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 that's you right. don't, you don't also, affect me anymore. Yep. You could literally, you could literally, in this card, harrow into Dark Depth Thespian Sage. I like where you're thinking. I don't like it. I should have never said that. <laughs> I should have never said anything. I'm just immediately at this point. There's really nothing more to say about this. Like the fact that they made this in a commander part only, obviously, this should have been in the deck. This should have been in the set. This card's incredible. We're gonna go ahead and just save Root Path Purifiers the winner. I have I have nothing more to add to that. That card is an amazing commander staple. You're gonna see a lot of that card especially in any deck that wants to ramp and has a very aggressive mana base or greedy mana base. You know what I mean, Dave? Oh yeah. Okay. This, this is going in so many of my decks. Absolutely. So many. Okay. We are on, man, we're taking forever. This one, we are on to the semifinals. No, not semifinals, quarterfinals. We're on the quarterfinals. I think this will go rather quickly, though, looking at the uh, the matchups here. I think so, too. First up, we have Urza's Command versus Awaken the Woods. Awaken the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no contest there. Wow, I did not expect Dave to ever, at any point, say that a blue card wasn't going to win. But it's immediately being replaced with a green card, which is Dave's. If blue is your number one, green is like your point nine nine. I think my number one is Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Next up, we have Phyrexian Flesh Gorger versus Hostile Negotiations. Now, this one's interesting. 
So this one is basically fun versus... Practical. Yeah. <laughs> fun versus I want to win. Uh, I got to go with the Flesh on this one. Which one? The Flesh Gorger. I honestly think you're going to see more hostile negotiations in Commander than you will Flesh Gorgers. I agree with that sentiment. But I think Flesh Gorger will definitely be ubiquitous across formats. That's fair, but does it really matter because whatever card we pick goes against Awake in the Woods? I was looking at that. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and pick Hostile Negotiations just for my own sake. Sure. But we'll know it's Flesh... Make it. It's not going to make it. But we, <laughs> but we know Flesh Gorger at the end of the day is still a good card. Staff of Titania versus Libraiser. Oh my god, I can't even say his name. It's so long. The Libraiser. Libraiser. Staff of Titania versus Libraerza. Battlethopter. I gotta go staff. I gotta go staff as well. I think I'm gonna go staff on this one. Are are you seeing a theme here? I see a lot of green, Dave. I think a lot of these are land-based. I think Liberator Urza's battle... Liberator Urza-thopter. We're just gonna go Urza-thopter. I think it's fun because it gives everything flash, and it's a better rate than the other cards that already give stuff flash. Oh, yeah, it's... I think the other equivalent to it is Shimmer Mirror, which is yes. the same mana cost and only does the flash. Correct. Damage. And now you get a plus so. one, plus one counter. You get flash. You get flying. You get a legendary creature. It's big. It's a good card. It's a good card. But Staff of Titania, I'm an equipment boy. I'm good with Staff. All right. Last up, Portal to Phyrexia versus Root Path Purifier. Root Path Purifier. I think we already know what's going on. I think we already know what's going on. All right, semifinals. This isn't looking good. This is <laughs> Awake in the Woods. We're just going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and let Awake in the Woods pass by Hostile Negotiations. I like Hostile Negotiations. If I open it, I'm going to be happy to open it. I'm going to be happy to play it. But if I open Awake in the Woods, I'm winning the limited tournament. I think you should look into putting some Hostile Negotiations in some of your decks. I think so, too. I think you'll enjoy it. I think so. I think, like I said, any card... I'm sorry, not any card, but any deck that runs any kind of graveyard shenanigans, Hostile Negotiations is basically four mana draw six. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, it's quality. Yeah. Next up, we have Staff of Titania versus Root Path Purifier. Root Path Purifier. We gotta go Root Path Purifier. <laughs> now, this is where it gets hard. Green versus green. Ugh. Hold on, Dave. You know what's really funny? What? If you have Root Path Purifier out, your Awake in the Woods are all basic lands. <laughs> you turn you turn your Dryad's basic. It looks like somebody's <laughs> putting Cabal Stronghold back in the <laughs> you, you turn... Would you just make an army of basic bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I need a token of some uh, Dryads with, like, Uggs. <laughs> you just... <laughs> I am so mature. You, <laughs> you just make a bunch of basic trees. This is this is now my new favorite win condition. Uh, uh, I need multiple infinite multiple basic bitches. Infinite basic bitches. <laughs> oh my god! I I'm so happy with this final. <laughs> At least, all right. Here, hear me out. I'm gonna go with the card that's actually in this set. I mean, I, I think we might have to do that, but if given the choice in my land deck, which one I'm putting in, it's the Rupath Purifier. Sure, that's fair. Awaken the Woods is going to go into my landfall deck. 
That's that's so, that's the place for it in Commander. It's also great for ramp, but it, if you strip this down to which one will go in more decks, it would actually be awaken the. the I think ones. I think so. It's it, just such it's good. Decks, it's such good ramp. It it's just basically ramp. Yeah. Whereas Rupath Purifier, you need a setup for it. You, you need have to have to the lands. You, yeah, exactly. And you have to. You have to want lands. Exactly. It's it's a great Seven. card for greedy land bases. Yep. But it itself is still four mana. So by the time you get it out, you know, like, sometimes I'm not even going to want to start tutoring. Like, I might hold tutors in my hand until I'm able to play the Root Path Purifier. Oh, absolutely. Right? If I, opening hand on my land stack, have this in there, Fable Passage, and, I don't know, Rampant Growth... I would hold my ramping growth. Yeah, absolutely. Getting getting out specific lands is much more important than ramping. Absolutely. So it, it definitely provides a very interesting uh, dichotomy for choosing how you want to play. Where Awaken the Woods, it's an on-rate ramp. Dump, dump and pump, baby. Make some basic dryads. So let, let's take a look at it because it is X. At one mana, it's not worth it. At what manner you have a at what manner you have cultivate basically? No, because it it would be one green yeah. forest dryad creature. I guess you want to get the land to hand, yeah. Tapped. So it's basically three mana, which is not on rate. At two mana, however, that's two lands. Two lands. So that is actually on rate, and yeah. then it just gets better from there. It just gets better from there. This is a it's a game closer. That's what this is. Hey, guess what? I have, so I have, much. I have a million mana. Oh, now I have two million mana. I'm sorry. Technically, I have nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety eight mana because you still have to pay oh, the that two would generic. Be so greedy. You still got to pay the two generic. It would be so greedy to dump all your mana into this and then somehow flash it back from the graveyard. <laughs> all those dryads. Oh, to that's do it again. oh, that's so mean. All you have to do is have concordant crossroads out, and you got it. I might have to pick up one of those. There you go. Anyway, all right. Congratulations to Awaken the Woods. When I saw this card spoiled, I was like, I'm good. I'm, I am I know what's winning this bracket. <laughs> Honestly, I, I thought for a minute there was going to be Rupert Purifier for me. But overall, yeah, I, I had to go with the Awaken the Woods. So overall, Dave, wrapping up Brothers War, because this will be our last set on Brothers War. What do you think about this set overall? I think this set is fantastic. If if I was to break it down, limited, it's going to be an absolute blast. I want to pick up a box of this for future for future drafting. I like that there's not that many broken things of it. The power level is kind of kind of real nice on it. There's a little something for every format in here. Overall, I think it's a good set. Very solid. I think this is kind of a set, like you said, it's not leaning one format or another. It's got enough. It's got enough of the, the power stuff. It's got enough of a balance. There's some really cool cards. There's cards that people want. And the nice thing is I think there's cards not only at Mythic, but in like rare and uncommon. Like a card we didn't even talk about, Defabricate. You know, there's some uncommon cards in here that I think are going to be pretty good. I, I completely agree with that. It, like Blanchwood Armor is oh, getting a reprint. We didn't even talk about Blanchwood Armor. Oh yeah, I love that card. The great that card is they're un- they're printing it. They're cards. reprinting it at Uncommon. I have the original. 
the first printing of it. Nice. I opened it back in the day. Love that card. Nice. So, yeah, overall, I think this is a really neat set. I don't think this is going to be a set that I'm going to... It's hard to say how this set's going to do long-term. I I think there's decent enough reprints and good enough cards in this set to warrant getting some of them. I don't think Meld... I don't think that's going to be a huge tool. I want to see what they do with Prototype. I, I hope they do more Prototype, especially as Frexia is invading. But I think we'll see it again. I, I think so, too. It's it's great for mana fixing. It's great for your it's great for keeping on curve. Something I will say, I I really do like the meld cards in the concept of meld. I love meld, it's just too hard to pull off in commander. I, I think I think the meld needs to be a bigger payoff. Like I'm, looking at like the actual meld like the finished meld versions, they're powerful. But I think they need to take it even a step further with them. Oh, the wow. difficulty of getting them together. In Commander, sure. But remember, in, you know, like Limited, you can have four Aversa and four of the Power Stones, so the likelihood of you getting them is much higher. That is fair. Right, so there's got to be some balancing. If they made a Commander-only meld, that is amazing, sure. But, again, we, we said this is not a set designed straight to Commander. This is going to be a slightly off-topic. Have you seen much removal in this set? I want to say yes. There's not there's not that much. I mean, Gix's command has removal, Mishra's command has removal. A lot of the removal obviously. There's some like exiling in white, such as like soul partition. Go for the throat. Go for black. the throat and black, but Disfigure. there but there really isn't many super cheap removal. But we did just get a ton in Dominar United. That's fair. So, yeah, but go for the throat itself is a great card. Maybe not in this set, because everything's an artifact. But in general, Go for the Throat is actually a really good removal spell. Oh yeah, that's definitely going to be fantastic for standard. Absolutely. Just one last note. I I don't think there's anything in here that I've seen that I feel will break any format. Which is always a good thing. The only one that I see actually being a problem is the Phyrexian Phyrexian Flesh Gorger. Yeah, in, it, in blink decks. Getting a 7-5 with Medicine Lifelink for 4 mana is just too good. I I don't even think that's the problem. I think it's the ward that will really put it over the top. Yeah. Because, you know, it's very easy to remove creatures. But it's hard to interact but, with that much life, yeah. Because think about it. If, let's say your opponent plays 3 of them and is able to blink all 3. That's 21 life. You kill yourself just yeah. while trying to remove And it has lifelink. So even if you do block it, it's still... Your your opponent's still healing for 7. I take that back. Phyrexian Gorge is definitely going to be a problem. <laughs> that card's going to be a problem. I expect that's going to be not long. That card's not going to last long in, like, Legacy or Vintage or Modern. Yeah. Or I could be very wrong. In Commander, we'll see it. I know I'm going to see it in Commander. But in other formats, we'll have to see. All right. So, last week for our anti-sponsor, we started we started taking down capitalism again because we didn't do enough. And we mostly focused in on streaming services. And I said this week, I really want to have a conversation on a particular streaming service, mostly being Netflix. How do you feel about that one, Dave? I don't pay for Netflix, but I use it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's part of the problem. 
So ne- Netflix just in- <sighs> Netflix just introduced an ads version. Like they just put in ads. And you can pay less. It's almost like they spent their time bumping up their price so that they could introduce an ads version of the software. And I get it. They claim that the increase in cost is because they're constantly making new content for Netflix, new movies, new shows. But like 80% of the new shows on Netflix aren't good. I, I Yeah, they're, they're not. Like we get a good movie every once in a while, right? Like uh, All Quiet on the Western Front looks amazing. Um, I was actually, I know a lot of people hated it, but I was kind of a fan of the movie, uh, oh, what was the one with Will Smith where he was, or blind, I, I know what you're talking about. Oh, blind, I think. Like Sprite? Bright. Maybe that's are, it, yeah, Bright. Maybe, maybe you are yeah, thinking of the That is one. Bright. I like that one. I thought it was fine. I mean, I enjoyed it. But then you oh, get, yeah, it like, wasn't, wasn't standout, but it, yeah. it was enjoyable. It was fun. It was nice to watch through. Exactly. But like, you have all these other movies that no one cares about. And they're pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into movies like Bird Box. That it's like, okay, why do I care about a Sandra Bullock wearing blindfolds? I haven't watched it. I, yeah. I heard it was good, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I watched it, and I was just like, I've already. This is basically just, um, what's the name of that movie? A Quiet Place, but instead of can't talk, now you can't see. Wow, what a what a twist. Just and it's just. We talked about this last time, but so many streaming services, right? Like, like there used to be so much good content, and I can't really blame Netflix on it, right? Like, The Office used to be on Netflix. Parks and Rec I, used to be on Netflix. I think the real problem is the splintering of all of them. Yeah, so and that's, that's what the, we talked about last week. Ah. Uh, wow, Dave, not even listening. My anti-sponsor is now Dave for not listening to last week's episode. I totally watched last week's episode i just trailed off at the end (laughs) (laughs) which i think is what most people do yeah i just it's it's so it's hard like of all of the streaming services i think netflix is the one i use the least right now which sucks because i used to use netflix all the time there's there used to be great movies and great content and now it's you know and, and i think part of the problem is you know how hbo and you know, Hulu and all these others will do like a, a, a slow release of episodes. Like they'll yeah. do a they'll do an episodic like release every week. Netflix just goes, here you go. Go ahead and binge. And then everyone watches that in the next week and then no buzz about it. And so Netflix doesn't get the same kind of consistency in communication and and social media presence that these other things will get because, you know, there's no hype. They drop a, no. they, they drop a season of. Uh, umbrella academy everybody watches it and then after a week nobody cares anymore because they've already seen the end of it you make a very valid point that right like, that's exactly what i do exactly <laughs> I, I only watch netflix for specific shows when they drop full seasons i'll watch the season and then i don't touch netflix again exactly like like a, a, a guilty pleasure show of mine is blown away it's a glass blowing show that's on netflix it, they, I love Glass. I love. It's a great show. Honestly, watch Blown Away, and shows like that are cool, and I enjoy those shows. But then again, I watch them. I'm done. I forget about Netflix. That's just I'm and the that's, same way with Hulu too. Yeah, but I don't know. At least Hulu will have sports and things like that. I I don't watch. I know sports. you don't watch sports. <laughs> I watch sports. Whatever. But yeah, I my anti sponsor today is Netflix. Like, stop raising your prices for mediocre content. That's. 
That's my opinion. Like you took or away, watch. you took away the stuff that I do want to watch, or lost the stuff that I do want to watch. Paid a bajillion dollars for Friends, and now are charging me twice as much as you were five years ago. Or alternatively, start being selective about the content you put money into. <laughs> Stop ending seasons of good shows after two seasons. It's very sad. Yeah. I just, oh my goodness! I have uh, now. I'm getting angry. I gotta move on. <laughs> well, Dave, thank you again for tuning in at the last minute, coming in at the eleventh hour when Tim messaged me and was like, "Hey, I can't do today." It's no problem. It's not like I have a life or anything. Perfect. Me neither. So, so yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just end this episode with the plugs from our dear social media coordinator, Evie. Thank you for listening to Casual Commander. Give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for weekly magic content. We also have a Discord and Patreon, so be sure to check those out as well. Links can be found at casualcommanderpodcast.com. See you next week. Thank you, Abby, for putting that together for us. So, yeah, hope you all had a lot of fun at pre-release this weekend. Hope you all have fun opening packs of Brothers Brothers War. I know I'm going to have a lot of fun. I know Tim and I are going to be doing some box openings on it. So be sure to check in on the Facebook, take a look for that. Look look to see when that announcement's coming up, because we're going to be doing it pretty soon. And yeah, I think that about wraps it up for Brothers War. Dave, looking forward to doing some drafting with you in the future. I hope we definitely get some of this in. Absolutely. Well, until next time, I'm Chris. I'm David. And this is Casual Commander. And we love it.